Blog Talk Radio. To the gap to guru of gumbo back at it one more again. It's what Thursday, the 10th of September, birthday month is in effect. I think I told you all that last week that I'm celebrating some kind of way uh, this year for my birthday, being just happy to be alive in 2020. So, a lot going on this year. I, I want to. Before we get too far into the Gumbo Talk Show, thank everybody who's tuning in, wherever you're tuning in from, and uh, however you're listening. I want to let the people know online that may be listening in any of the vast ways that we are we're broadcast live online, that you can also listen to the show on the phone line in case your internet service goes down or you don't have any and you're looking at it or listening on somebody else's device, if you want to, you know, leave and you want to still continue to listen to the show, you can dial in the number 515-605-9375, and that will afford you the opportunity of tuning in right alongside us. And if you want to speak, you can use that same line that you call in on and press the number 1. That'll put you in the QE. I can see you. It's kind of like it shows like you're waving your hand to me. And I'll open up your line for communication. So all that being said, this Gumbo Talk Show is every Thursday night at 8. This is a six-year running continuously uh, with, you know, a few hiccups, you know, things like uh, people get sick, people have things come up like vacations or um, business or just tired that we missed it. But we're talking maybe two shows Three shows a year might get missed on that Thursday, but for the most part, we're here live every single week out of the 52 weeks of the year. Now, that, all that out of the way, tonight's topic is <laughs> Black Death. There was a Plague, if you will, back. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually get you the exact date that it took place. But it was a Black Death plague, and it was the deadliest pandemic recorded in human history, um, probably up until now. And it happened um, between. 1347 and 1351. 1351 is my old address in Watertown, East Moline. But the death resulted in, they estimate, 200 million people. This happened in Asia or Europe and Asia areas 
in parts of Africa, North Africa. That's a lot of people. 700 years ago to die on, on the planet. We're dealing with a pandemic now that has killed nearly 1 million people. Nearly 1 million. I think the, the total was 900 and something thousand yesterday. I'm guessing it's you know, somewhere still around there today. There have been a lot of people now, many of you know, um, that have contracted that virus, that fungus, that's among us, and have succumbed to it uh, for whatever real, real ailments that an individual had or learned about when they took sick with this fungus. Being considered a global threat, they call it a pandemic, and as it kills a lot of people, it, it could be considered a plague. Now, we know that by now we could really cease the spreading of this virus if people just were responsible about themselves with others, but, but folks don't. Folks don't really give a damn about you or me. I don't even know why we think folks do. You can't convince someone to love you that, one, either doesn't have the capacity to love, two, doesn't never learned how to, maybe have the capacity, but they never learned how to, and then you got that category of three, they don't want to, and then that that last category I consider it, they, they may have, but they've learned not to. Love. So knowing if, if you're a person that has any kind of awakening moment in your life about dealing with people, you have learned that people for the most part don't care much about you, and they'll do anything to save themselves, and if it includes you being hurt, harmed, or in danger because of that, you're you're a casualty of the circumstance. And you know, to be plain and or frank and earnest with you, they don't mind sacrificing you. The value of all of us working together for the greater good went away at some point in our history. And it became a survival of the fittest and catch as catch can, a me mentality. You know, they say there's no I in team, but you can spell me out of team. Uh, people learn that, and they have taken that to its heights. All of that being said, in the first seven minutes of the show, to get you to understand the premise for the show tonight, is that there has been 
a title assimilated with a plague already called the Black Death. However, if you know me, you know that when I mention Black Death, I'm talking about me and my people. And you have to be living under a rock or you're one of those four categories of people when it comes to not loving someone to, to, to not know that it's evident, at least self-evident to me, that black death uh, on one token doesn't matter at all, but then if you look deeper, that's one of the only things that matter around here when we're looking at power structures and who has the power. Now, first and foremost, whether we call it the man, white folks, whatever people want to call it of those in power, we know that that dynamic is not just categorized when we say that to one group of people. We now have people that look like us. What is the name of I can't even think of the man's name. You know the justice, uh, the Supreme Court justice, that said um, all my skin folk isn't my kin folk or ain't my kin folk. You've got so many people now. It's not even obvious anymore who is the enemy because the enemy is always cloaked in something that looks attractive to us. The enemy is beautiful. The, the fact that we have so much going on that we can't even see, some of us, that there is an enemy, um, you can scream and shout all the mantras you want, the enemy really doesn't care, and if you're not careful, they will take what you created and flip it. We're seeing it more prevalent now than ever before because it's taken it, – I truly believe God has required more people to do things in a more visual, the same way, apparent way, that we can see it better. But I truly believe that black death matters. In fact, when it comes to black lives, black death matters more than black life. This, this, this particular episode of the Gumbo Talk isn't for everyone, and I, I want you, if you are one of those people who believes your character and your ability are what's going to make you or makes you more of a commodity, a human resource than someone who doesn't have those same skills, 
this, this show isn't for you. Turn it off. Find something else to do. This one isn't for you. Everybody else is cool, maybe. When I turn on the TV and I watch the news, which I don't do anymore, maybe five, six years now, um, but I do catch it when I'm at my mom's house or at my buddy's place because it's on there. Almost every time the last Oh, I'm going to say 15, maybe not 12, 13 years. It's the the undercurrent of the story that people want to hear about or tune in for has to do with the demise, in some form or fashion, of of black peoples. When I say peoples, when I say black, I mean not only black people in America, but black people all over the globe. It's something to do with underlying. You remember Boko Haram, the group over in West Africa that has done a lot of murdering and genocide against a lot of young black people. I mean, even schools, they kill two, 300 people at a time. That got attention after Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. And then ISIS came along, and it got attention. But nobody ever focused on the Klan or the the, the right, the Third Reich, or the uh, skinheads. Nobody ever focused on those groups. Nobody really focused in the last few years on, what is that, the PLA? They didn't really focus on them too much, uh, although they did care because they were going against this Jewish sect, right? But but they, they put the negative tone on the PLA. Um, I can't remember that. Is it IRA? The Irish Republican Arms or something like that in uh, Scotland and Ireland up there. I think it was the IRA in Ireland. <clears throat> you didn't hear, you don't hear much about them. You might not even, even heard that name before. Um, you would definitely, in the past 12 to 13 years, hear about, you know, gangs, especially Mexican and black. You don't hear much about the AB. You, you hear about a white person killing a black person. You hear about uh, a black person killing anybody. Um, but you, you, you notice that the only stories that, that gain attention, other than that related to the black people either suffering or being the, the culprit in the violent act, knowing that we only make up less than 20% of the population. I think we make up at least 20, but less than 20% of the population of this country. Um as if we're responsible for everything bad that happens. The good guys wear white, the black guys wear black. And if you were born black, you're automatically designated as a bad guy. It's the kind of system we live in. Now, I'm going somewhere. The, the fact that all of these things negative related around black people, they get the most attention from black and white people 
when folks watch the news and pay attention to what's going on across the country and the globe. And the same thing done by white folks, if you see a white man kill another white man, it's not news unless that white man that got killed was rich or the white man that did the murder was rich, and you can hardly believe that the justice system allowed them to be charged. Um, That's why it was such a big deal about this guy who killed himself in the prison uh, that had these uh, young girls and ran a whorehouse and all these major politicians frequented the place. It's only a big deal because you're not used to a billionaire getting charged and having to maybe face the music. We don't even know if he would have Um, before their their death. I mean, Bernie Madoff, before he could face the true music. You you see, these folks be dying before they really face the music for what they've done. But those stories make the news because those are few and far between. But for the most part, an, an everyday young black male, if he gets killed by a white police officer, it makes the news. Whether it was justified, and I must admit, some of the things that people do in front of the police in the 2000s is damn stupid. You go in and you talking noise to the police. You know these some guns got guns. You know they don't like you, yet you popping off at the mouth on the side of the road and you make certain sudden movements and you end up dead. Now, here we are. The folks got all these T-shirts on and they walking and marching for your black ass and you know good and well that it, <laughs> the only thing that's going to happen with you teasing folks that want to see you dead, that believe only black death matter, that some kind of way you're going to circumvent yeah, I go with that thing. Remember I told you a certain group of people won't like this show. You will feel like you are superhuman on a planet and in a place, in a place, in a country, where your life doesn't matter as much as your death. Emotions take over where edict and ideology and the exercise of your thoughts should matter or should kick in. Now, the black death, the black negativity garners the most news. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you turn on the TV now, it's one after the other. All they can talk about in the news is the president, and now we got the election going, but still, the main news is the president, because he said this and he did that. Um, Then you have black death. They run one and two. If a Negro gets killed tomorrow, which might be somebody getting killed tonight, choked out, stabbed, shot uh, by a white officer or a white person, it's going to make the news even if it's just a blurb. Something that happens in Seattle will get to Miami in a matter of seconds, and it'll be from corner to corner of the country. Something happens in Maine, it's going to get to San Diego in no time. Now, saying that as the second phase, as it's 820 tonight, thank you for tuning in to the Gumbo Talk Show, talking black death. Those of you that are listening online, whatever form or fashion that you're listening online, you can call in at 515-605-9375 if you want to get in 
on the conversation. Just press one, and we'll get you into the to the conversation. Now, with with that being said, phase three, whether it's organs being harvested from people that come up missing or it's sex trafficking where people come up missing, and this is people from all walks of life have all these things happen to them, right? Organs harvested, um, sex trafficking. Um, then you have the, the fact that there are often very few or a very low uh, limited amount of punishment received for a crime where black people are victims. I'm not making this up. I got a minor in criminal justice, okay? And I took criminal justice courses, and I took many courses as, uh, as electives uh, in the, the realm of criminal justice and studies. And the, the facts of the data are, are evident that when you look at it, I did a paper on this, and the son of a gun, I want to call him son of a bitch, he gave me a D on a paper about the, the, the comparison to the crime, right, and the exacting of justice related to the crime as it relates to ethnicity. And I went through it. I did a paper. It was for black, brown, and, and white people. And I looked at, you know, who does a crime and who gets the time. And it's clear that white folks get the least amount of time for the same crime that black and brown folks get. And now, that was in 1999, 19, yeah, 1999, I did that because the guy almost halted me from graduating. No, it was 2000 because I graduated in December of 2000. So, yeah, it was actually the year 2000. It wasn't 99. It was that last year of school. Um, the last semester, you know, that fall semester uh, that uh, that he tried to stick me on that paper and give me a D. And then when I showed him all the stuff, he tried to say I plagiarized, but he couldn't find anything on it that it was plagiarized. He had to move it up to a B, my, a B. I got a B plus on that paper. I think I got a 90, a, a 91, something like that. He didn't want to give me the A that I deserved. But the, the premise of it was that uh, the paper was all about the comparisons of the crime and the punishment to ethnicity. Well, and I said race then because I didn't know that we were all one race and that ethnicities were actually different. But you you have you have this this visceral response, right? And then you have people who actually get off on it. Probably somebody that's listening to this, you don't even know it, but you're tuning in to the marches and the protests. You probably have went down there or went somewhere and protested. You might have raised the flag or, you know, went and, and, and did some kind of stand in, walk on, sit by, march through. You probably done, right? But you, you probably didn't know why. You probably didn't even know what was the reason why you were doing it. You said to get justice, but you don't even know what's going on in your own neck of the woods to understand that there's issues that need to be addressed in your own backyard. You're not exempt. No place is exempt. If there's black people 
and there's people that don't like black people, there's going to be problems for us as black people. It just so happens sometimes it's other black people that don't like us. So don't try to kick me with that. Are you prejudiced? Yeah, I might be a little prejudiced, but I'll tell you what, I can't be racist. It's not possible. I don't think it's possible for black people to be racist, not in, not in America, because we can't shut you off from a loan. We don't run banks. Our aunts and uncles don't. Maybe some people have a black bank, but you can go. If you don't get it at One United, you could probably go to Bank of America, and they'll give it to you. Maybe not Bank of America, but uh, Capital One, they'll give you the loan. You see what I'm saying? Um, the, the point is we don't have enough power built up to be able to, to, to suppress a whole group of people just because of what they look like. Wish we did have the power. We wouldn't use it like people use it against us. How black death matters more than black life. So I mentioned three things, right? When it comes to uh, black death, you have the the harvesting of organs, you have the trafficking, and then you have the the media uh, fanfare where they make a ton of money. And then you have the people who get off on killing folks. If a person can kill somebody and then go have dinner, breakfast, or lunch right after, and then go to sleep at night, they're worse than the worst gangster that you probably know. Even the hardest gangsters, even the hardest hunters, the true hunters out there, when they kill an animal, they bless it. They, 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 they apologize to the animal, but they said, I'm going to use everything of you for a purpose, for nourishment, for warmth, um, and, you know, I might even put your antlers up. I think that's a little morbid, but, you know, they'll, they'll taxidermy the heads and put them up there in their house. But, you know, for the most part, the flesh of the animal, and they'll make knives and stuff out of the bones, most of the, most of the animal is used, Right. I kind of get it. Um, but the fact that there are people that get off on just the fact of killing something, they don't care about using it after that, but just killing something. When you mix all those factors in, I believe black matters more than black life to the power structure that be in our society now. I don't believe black death matters more than black life to most of us as black people uh, because I still, to this day, get teared up about the loss of my dad. I get teared up about the loss of my buddy, my partner, Elton. Um, I don't get as teared up as much about my Uncle Johnny because he was another real significant figure in my life died but really, for the most part, nobody else that really had a super huge, heavy impact on my life has died. Um, but 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 those three people. Now I've had other uncles and aunts to pass away. Don't don't get it twisted. And cousins too. And I've had uh, grandparents, you know, uh, to also die. But the the, the impact of my, my friend, my father, and my uncle were, were definitely the most significant strikes to me. So their life mattered because I missed their life. For some people, unfortunately, black folks, 
we will make a killing off of death. People, will, they'll go, we got shirts where my boy Elton died, but that's because that's the culture in some place. It's hard for me to wear the shirt because every time I wear the shirt and, and I see it, I, I got to think of all of a life that I miss, right? So it's just, I'm like, you know, who wants to keep going down the morbid highway of death? You know, I have family, and I'm sure some of y'all might even know people who take pictures of dead bodies in the casket, and they keep them. And they're like, you know, I want to remember, uh, I want to remember this day. I'm like, you know, I want to remember their life. I don't want to remember them in death. I, it, it's just, it just seems a little crazy to me to do that. But people do it. That's their thing. Just letting you know, I think it's crazy. Somebody else might think it's cool. But for me, I think it's crazy. I think it's a little loony that you want to see pictures and you show them. You have a reunion and you show the pictures of the body in the cast. No, I don't want to see that. Show me pictures of them having fun, you know, at the beach, uh, at the at the last reunion they were at, you know, at the at the picnic, something like that. Show me that at the park, washing cars, you know, good time. But we have grown to take on the mindset of our oppressor, and we have become enthralled by the fact that death matters more than life. And we'll, we'll do so much for people, especially right after somebody in their family or their life dies. We'll do a lot right there. All those first two weeks, that phone won't stop from burning up. But what about a call a month later? What about uh, uh, the, I know, Sunshine, I know you take it. I still think you're crazy for taking it. I don't think you're any less crazy. You're crazy for doing that. That's my opinion. Nuts. Something about capturing that in that picture, that death, that body, it's something that does something. It does something to the psyche. The money that people put out after death, right, is astronomical, right? The people that normally maybe wouldn't even visit you will come and see you if they think you're dying. It's like a parade when it comes to the, the, the love, the, the connection that we have with death, so much so that some of the richest people in our communities are the, mor- the morticians and the funeral directors. And there are some of them that prey on folks' grief to get them to get these expensive caskets and the biggest tombstone you can find. And do you want to have your loved one carried in a carriage? And you want us to dance and jig with your, the body on our shoulders? And we're going to sing Sending Up My Timber and Release a dove. All that's bullshit. I'm telling y'all, there's a scripture that says, let the dead bury the dead. And that's what they mean by people who put a whole lot into death when you should have been putting more into life, like life insurance, so that when they die, you have something to bury them with, but you also have something to leave on for a legacy. Oh, thank God I got insurance. Big as I am, as black as I am, as 
as as bad health as some of it, that I got, I got insurance to cover my people. I, I mean, you know, it's just a good feeling. And now I'm learning that, you know, a lot of the things that I had creature comforts, I got rid of them because I want to pay my insurance premium. I don't need a lot of things, but I need to pay that insurance premium. I want my life to matter so much so that when people think about my life that are close to me that will benefit from my policies, they will remember me for who I was and not for my death. They should be excited that they'll have a new chapter in life. Wealth, maybe even. But here we are. We focus on the death. We get the T-shirts. We get the big fancy caskets. We get the song sung. Um, I'm, I don't know if y'all know, but it's a racket. You got to pay the preacher. You got to pay the singer. You got to pay the musician. You got to pay the facility, sometimes even the church, right? You got to pay the church. You got to pay the director. If you need one, you have one. If you've got to, got to bear them, you got to pay for the opening and the closing of the grave. You've got to pay for the grave site. Um, you, you, all these things, right, you have to do. You got to pay for the death certificate. Each one of those, uh, what do you call them, certified copies cost so much money. Don't not get certified copies at the time of death because them joints is 25 bucks a piece afterwards. So you might as well go ahead when you get the original, pay for 10 or 20 of them because you're going to need them over the years, the originals, the, the certified copies, um, to do things if you're an executor. But the, the, the thing is that um, – we almost focus solely on death of our people and not enough on life. That's why even in my family, you know, my dad's side of the family, I haven't really had much to do with it. I really haven't. After death, you know, things weren't what people thought, I guess, and uh, I just have a bad taste for my family. I know my family said some things. And, they, and, and, and some things were twisted that, that they said I said or did. I put it out there. And then there were some lies that came out. And, and I, you know, people trying to cover up their, their corrupt past because the only person that knew was my dad that left. He knew. You know? But if they don't know that I knew, too. One thing about my dad, my dad talked. He 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 talked. Y'all think I talk. You ain't. <laughs> you, you ain't seen nothing. He talked. So I knew things. I knew a lot of things. A lot of things I forgot that he taught me, but he taught me. He told me everything. I don't fool with them. It might be a death that gets me to come back. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. We just had to see but the, the, the point of it is, is usually it's something to do with death that is the center of our, our efforts to be one. You see black, white, Latino, Asian, Pacific Islander, whatever, out there marching now because of black death. You see unity 
because of black. George Floyd didn't mean shit to anybody. I knew him as Big Floyd. I knew who he was. I had been in his presence before. In H-Town. Through my friends, through connections. Didn't even know it. Until one of my, my cousins said, hey man, you know who that is? I said, no. He said, yeah, you do. And he told me, and I was like, damn, you're right. But nobody cared about who George Floyd was a few months ago. A few years ago, nobody cared about who Trayvon Martin was. I'm still, that's the still the worst one to me. I know the dude got choked out and he suffocated, but that Trayvon Martin, um, until George Zimmerman is murdered, I don't think I'll feel um, whole about that whole situation. He just needs to be murdered. I don't care how, if it's execution or somebody accidentally shoots him or he gets in an accident, you know, somebody runs into him or something, until he's murdered, I don't think there's, you know, there should be a piece. Sabrina Fuller and uh, I can't remember Trayvon's dad, Terry, I think. Martin? Tracy. It's Tracy. Martin. I don't think that they, they should feel whole either. They don't. I know they don't. They got an empty part in their life. And um, anyway, I digress because I still, that Trayvon Martin thing was the worst. So all these people, the oppressors, the enemy, and then our own people, us, the way we view black death is simply amazing. There, there must be, there must be a reckoning, an understanding that we we must focus on the celebrations of life more than we do the celebrations of death. People were asked, you know, what are we going to do on the celebration of such and such as? Death or nothing? We just celebrate their birthday. I think we should still celebrate their birthday. You know? I mean, it's it's the life that we have to flip it. Because black death already matters more than life. Since we know this, it's up to us as black people to live and thrive. We, we can no longer be involved. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I, I, I shouldn't be eating fried foods. I shouldn't be eating carbs. You know, I shouldn't be drinking that Diet Coke. But at least I'm drinking that and not that strawberry Fanta that I wanted. Lord, that strawberry Fanta and that fried chicken goes hard at Southern Classic. Anywhere, really. But I, I must admit that in the in the thought of doing this show, I, I had to think about myself. I had to think about the fact that, you know, there's there's so much in treatment that they hate to come up with a cure. Um, the only reason why they're rushing a vaccination for the coronavirus is because they understand at the at this point in time of election 
that it it looks good to have to have somebody have a, be a hero, but in reality, they don't want no vaccine. There's too much money to be made medically. These hospitals who are already doing excellent are making a killing off of us corona patients. Medical doctors are making a killing off of us. The pharmaceutical companies, see, all this stuff is morbidity. They even call the ailments that I have, that anybody had, when you, when you have a virus, they call it what is the comorbidities that they have. The comorbidities. <laughs> the death. What's going to be the reason for the death? So that being said, that we must take control of ourselves, our lives, our future, our legacy by focusing on life and not death. We need to be prepared for death, not focused on it coming. Death is inevitable. We all know that. But the haste is unnecessary. So my charge. And all the people that were on, they're missing the fruit of this tree I've been planting and, and watering this whole show because this is the last couple of minutes of, of this particular episode of the Gumbo Talk, right? The last three. This is it. This is the PowerPoints I want to drive home to everybody that's listening to the end of this show. And, and, I, and I hope you have your, your mind cleared and your ears tuned, right? This is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. Black death shouldn't matter more than black life. And if anybody is going to care about that whole dynamic changing to actually being black life that matters more than black death, and I'm only talking about the people who are black because we can't make anybody love us. I mean, told you at the top of the show can't make anybody love We must save ourselves, continue to thrive for excellence in all of our work. We must depend on our abilities to navigate in a system in order to reach a level of understanding that we need more power and not give away our power by giving away our resources for an undervalued rate. We must start to look at ourselves as one of the most valuable individuals that you can find as a group of people on the planet. We must focus entirely on getting better and better every day in every way we can. And this is not for anybody else but us and ours, okay, meaning you and yours, right? And then collectively that will come together. But once we realize we have to take care of our own little small circle, and that's what our focus is, including us, we'll get it. Life will matter. But we have to be better about our health, our wealth, our strength, our interactions when it comes to 
this whole world that we're dealing with. We're only here temporarily, so we have to learn to navigate the seas that we've been given as the captains. That is the show, ladies and gentlemen. Black death, don't you forget it, means more than black life at this point. But it's only up to us so that we can change that dynamic and make it more.